0: Welcome to Jessica Massey on the podcast. This is the Money Love Affair series. My name's Jess. I am your host. I am a woman's empowerment coach, spiritual business mentor, wealth coach, and manifestation queen. And we are here to talk all things money, to help you expand your relationship with money and to talk about it in a way that you have never heard of us spoken about before. This is where we do things differently. I'm so excited to have you here. Now buckle up, sit back and enjoy the journey. Welcome to another episode of Money Love Affair, the podcast. I'm super excited because I've got another phenomenal guest on today that is opening up about her relationship with money and her story. I'm really excited to have Deja on today. She is a branding specialist graphic designer and she's also in the health and wellness industry so it's so exciting I'm really grateful to have you here babe I know you've probably come a long way with your money story as well from where you
1: are today I'm really interested to hear about where you've come from yay thank you so much for having me I'm excited for this conversation I feel like it's going to also be bring up a lot for me in a way with money too so yeah I'm very excited to see where this conversation leads if you guys come along the journey too yeah, I'm so excited.
0: Everyone says it's very healing for them, so I hope you get as much out of it as the listeners do
1: from hearing it. Yes, I'm sure I will. Yay. <laughs> excited
0: for your vulnerability, pre-vulnerability. So yeah, before we get into right. it, how yeah. would you currently rate relationship with money? One being like it's terrible and I hate we hate each other and 10 being like honeymoon stage, it's amazing. Mm, I would say
1: an 8 out of 10. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is there reasons for that? The reasons for that mostly because I definitely felt like I hit a, quote-unquote, glass ceiling, which we all just create our own, when I hit my first 10K month, yeah. and I hit this 10K month and then all this other stuff came rose right to the surface that I didn't know was there. So it was very interesting what kind of came about. I was like, can I even hold this much money? And then almost like literally the next month it dropped because I – almost had some stuff come up that I needed to face and work on but yeah I'd definitely say A because if I look at how it used to be like five years ago and beyond that like it has become so much better but like me and me and money are like this now yes we still have our disagreements (laughs) and moments of like frustrations with each other and miss like communication lines however like like I see money now as like one of my besties, like my BFFs that we get to do life and business with. <laughs> How was it five years ago? Then what was that like? Mm-hmm. So five years ago, I was working full time in childcare. And for anyone who are in who's in education or teaching or anything like that, it is a very underpaid industry, and a lot of women, especially are in this, and a lot of like women who go into that have very low self-worth because it, it's almost like I feel like there's a psychology behind of why we choose to go into a care field or an education field because maybe we felt like we lacked that in childhood. I definitely felt like I lacked almost like the nurturing and care in my own perspective from childhood so I kind of went into that industry plus also just got told that I was really great with children, and I thought that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> but I came into that, and it was constant. Like it would come in, go out straight away. I didn't even know where it went. And the only advice that I really got from my parents was like save fifty percent of your income. And I was like, what? Hang on, how? Yeah, I'm like, how am I gonna live off that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're like, you're like, I only earn like five hundred bucks a week. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean, fifty percent? Like, literally, how do I live? (laughs) Um, so there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't really much like education around money. Money was a very much like topic that it was just always stressful. Always like, I don't have enough, and all like arguments would be started over it. And yeah, I just was living paycheck paycheck essentially. I was still living at home, but. I literally only had two bank accounts where I had one where money would go in and bills would come out of that one too. And then I'd have a savings, which I'd put savings in and then take it out every week. <laughs> Cause I was trying to save the 50%. Yeah. Obviously that's not sustainable nor like achievable at all with the amount of money that I was making. Um, and I thought I had to, you know, work harder in order to get more. I had to do more hours in order to get more money. So. Yeah, and my beliefs around it too was like, how am I going to afford to travel? Like, I have to get a credit card in order to be able to travel, which I did. I got a credit card to go on Katiki, which then I spent the next twelve months paying that credit card off, which wasn't fun. <laughs> it sounds like
0: such a normal Australian story. Yeah, like, much. <laughs> we're just so un- we were so uneducated growing up that it's the best that you know. And I love, do you have two savings accounts now? I have multiple.
1: Like I have multiple yeah, savings yeah. all different things. Like I have so many bank accounts. When I went to the bank and told them I want to open up all these accounts, they were like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's my first hack that I tell people. I'm like, you need more than one savings account because it's going to get spent. <laughs> yes. Yes, 100%. Because there's different things. There's in savings for investments. There's business savings. There is savings for travel. Like there's so many different yeah. areas not just saving for a rainy day Yes, I love that you've
0: just said that like you already know you're like I actually want a lot of things and I can save for them all at once so that I can have like everything that you you can have everything you want is all already you've got the systems in place to make it happen which is so important like so important yay so that's so great and I love how far you've come then for you to go actually to change everything change the money stories start like saving a realistic percent so that you can afford to live and still (laughs) save for your goals. (laughs) Such an old way of thinking. Well, I guess actually rent, like things were so cheap back then when our parents were growing up, right? So 50% probably to them could sustain living. Now it's it's much less. We just get to work in that.
1: Yeah. So what are your money goals now, this Mm -hmm. version of you? Money goals now is that the current place that we're living in at the moment, we really want to uh, do some renovations on it because it's a bit like run down. So, we're having a um, creating a relationship with the owner and then turning this into an Airbnb. So, that's one of our uh, our financial goals is turning this rental into an Airbnb because I never knew that you didn't have to own a property in order to do an Airbnb. You just have to have the approval from the owner essentially. So, that's one of our financial goals with me and my partner uh, another one I fed financial goals is to be able to travel and go to, um, Tomorrowland next year again, <laughs> Tomorrowland Music Festival. So I've got some travel in there. Uh, my partner and I want to go back to Las Vegas where we first met and get, uh, a lot over there. So there's quite a lot of things in the works. <laughs> <It's> so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So lots of things like that. And also like we really just want to get money in the bank to invest. I've got, like, um, I really want to invest into this branding course that I'm, like, putting money aside for that too. So I've got lots of purpose now around saving, but it wasn't always like that. I'd always kind of had this thing around saving that. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Probably so in the past when you were saving, it's just, like, mum and dad told me to save
0: kind of a vibe.
1: Yeah, it was just, like, mum and dad told me to, so I want to rebel against it and not. (laughs) literally and then but now it's like over the past couple years I've now understood the value of myself and like putting savings away and understanding why I'm doing it specifically not for anyone else and why it's important for me to put savings aside and why like what the purpose is of it now and that's given me more of the like not the motivation, but almost the, but a bit of motivation and inspiration to be like, okay, now I have a reason to save and I'm not just going to go in and grab it out when I need it. Plus also having now the, the knowledge and the, I guess not resilience, but like being able to bring money in a lot easier now. Whereas before I really struggled with the bringing the money in and then holding it and dispersing. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have like the knowledge and tools and I'm in like the different business areas that I have so much awareness and resourcefulness now around money that I, am like, have the self-belief and confidence that I can bring it in too. And hold it because, like you said, that yeah. first 10K month, you were like, what do I even do with this? <laughs> yeah, I was very much like, okay, yes, I can invest into business, but where do I invest it first? And, like, and then I was, like, I wanted to celebrate to like, reaching that milestone. So it was just very, like, <laughs> and then it's interesting because I didn't have a real intention behind that 10k coming in where it was going to be dispersed to there was like a big bill that came in to fix my car like and something else came in to take it so I was like oh my gosh interesting yes money loves a
0: purpose It's so and it actually without intention it, it goes fast like I had a similar thing with my first 10k month and I was like whoa okay this happened and yeah there's already heaps of things that it goes towards when you, when you get there without having that intention towards building something. Like mine went straight into my business. Like, so it's constantly invested now, which is so exciting and great, which I know you do similar things now as well, like through the courses. And that's so cool that you're going to um, do the Airbnb with that place. I hope the um,
1: owners agree to it. But yeah. Yes, We're already creating really great terms with them. Like building the relationship there like my partner he's in the building industry as well like he's coming out of that but he's got a lot of expertise with like he's like I can concrete the front for you guys they're doing lots of things so it's like we're giving them uh, increasing their property value and then also negotiating with them essentially around the Airbnb as well yeah that could work because I always think like I wouldn't let some like I wouldn't want somebody to
0: do that and if you're giving them so much I'd be like yeah sure like yeah, yeah, go ahead. You've increased the value of my property so much for sure. Like go ahead, yeah. which is <laughs> such a headache as like uh, as a property owner, it's such a headache to deal with that stuff. So I'd be like, please, make it prettier. <laughs> you know, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, that's awesome. So
1: how would you describe your relationship with money now? I definitely feel like there's some more work to do with my relationship with money. However. I'm at a point now where I can, if I go through a dip or I feel like I drop out and I'm getting frustrated that not enough coming in or something's happening, I have a lot more, um, I guess, um, not emotional, kind of emotional intelligence when it comes to keeping my emotion balanced when it comes to money and not like getting super high when it comes in and then dropping when there's none. So it's like keeping yourself at an equal balance. That like Even when there's seems to be no money coming in as of yet, it's holding that emotional intelligence and intelligence and trust that it's all coming. So there's definitely still places to work with money because I did find myself after we moved and had a lot of expenses while moving, I felt like, oh my gosh, is, is it going to be enough to pay the high rent that we're paying in this new place and all the like essentially fears coming in. and I know it's just the it's almost like the gap and the stretch between like the rubber band effect effect of like the growth. That is all coming, but it just feels really freaking uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I feel
0: like when you're when you're on the precipice of growth, it feels the most uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> definitely. And as a as like you run your own business as well, it's such a different mentality to paycheck living. Mm. You're yeah. like, I actually don't know when the next money is coming in, and though you do know because you always have it right? It's a, that paradox.
1: Well, it's so strange, especially because I I thought I was going to be someone who was just going to be like a paycheck girly, yeah. <laughs> like just be a job girly. I never saw myself as like a businesswoman. I never yeah. saw myself being able to like bring in my own money by myself. Yeah. I thought that was never possible for me to be able to do that and be able to rely on myself so much, but it's been the best thing Cause that flows into other areas of your life. If you can trust that money is coming in no matter what, even when you physically can't see it yet and you're trusting yourself, you don't have that stability of a paycheck coming in and you have out like expenses to pay for. Like it helps in so many other areas of your life that you can fully just like surrender and trust with the other areas too and develop more of an, an incredible relationship with yourself and a trust piece with yourself too. I just got goosebumps as you were speaking. It's so true. It's so
0: true. Like, can you surrender to the unknown in relationships, in friendships and opportunities?
1: Because it's all actually unknown. Yes, it is. It essentially, even if you're in a stable job, like I was in a stable job working in childcare, um, <laughs> where, where was this, 2021? And at the end of 2021, that's when they brought in the mandates and all of that um, in Queensland, and then they got rid of it anyways a few months later, strange shine. But essentially they were like, well, if you're not going to get it, and I was not going to get it just for my own personal reasons, I wasn't going to, um, I guess, what's the word, like leave my values behind or betray my own values around health and what I believe in order to just keep a job. So I was like, I essentially lost that job even though I also chose to leave. And then that stability Stability was gone. So you never know what's going to happen. So I prefer to have the instability essentially or the uncertainty running my own business than working for someone else and putting that in their, their hands. Absolutely.
0: Do you feel like that, um, was a big pivotal moment in you starting your own business?
1: Yes. Yes. Definitely. Cause I, it's business can be the biggest personal development journey without even doing the personal development if that makes sense yeah. i being like personal development and it's it's just interesting the amount of like resilience you are forced to build the amount of trust you're forced to build with yourself the amount of like even just like the mindset work that needs to happen in order for you to grow because like the business is you essentially but then it's also not yeah. <laughs> Cause you also need to detach yourself, but it's also a separate entity. However, you're the, the main element in your business. So you you need to make sure that you are stable. You are the one, like the business falls back on you every single time. So uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, it's, I felt like there was something else I needed to say, but no, that's it. (laughs) Okay. It'll, it might come back. (laughs)
0: That's so great. So. Was there a time, like, along your story, along your path that you remember that made your relationship rocky with money? Like, was there a pivotal moment that made you go, oh, my gosh, like, this has really affected the way that I view and can relate to money?
1: I, I can really stem it back from just, like, a a time in my childhood when I saw my parents arguing about money. Mm-hmm. That That's when I created a lot of beliefs that, okay, money – can cause your relationship to break down. I also watched my dad sacrifice his health in order to get a paycheck. Mm. So he settled in his job. He wanted to do so much more, but he just worked. He worked as a bus driver for a private company and he got treated like absolute shit by his boss, by co-workers. But he just was like, I just got to put up with it because I need to like provide for my family. But then that also... happened where we didn't get as much time with him because he'd be away over the weekends driving driving the bus and it also caused a lot of health issues like he has uh, multiple aneurysms that he's had like just lots of health so I created this belief that okay in order for me to be successful and in order for me to like make money I have to not be healthy I have to sacrifice my health so it was interesting this paradox that I came up that I started when I was building my business and getting like working and getting my money. My health would go on the back burner. I wouldn't be going to the gym. I wouldn't be eating right. Like I would just eat what was convenient and quick because I had that association from my dad that I had to sacrifice my health in order to be successful in order to have money. Mm-hmm. That was a yeah. big, big one that I had to shift.
0: Did you consciously work through that? Like, was there a moment in your adulthood when you went, I actually don't want to live like that. I want to be healthy. And well, yeah, you're in the health and wellness space. So that must play a really big factor for you.
1: Yeah. This, this happened in 2020 and this was actually during a time where I actually, I broke my ankle Mm -hmm. and just interesting amount of emotional, mental stuff that came with that injury. (laughs) And yeah, it was just wild. And I couldn't really exercise, I couldn't really do my and I was just binge eating, like I was binge eating to cope emotionally with that time in my life and that's when it came up of like I just had the moment of like, oh my God, like I this came from dad. I truly didn't believe that I could make money without sacrificing my health. So it had to be a conscious shift and then I started to actually acknowledge like, where other people were healthy and they were creating wealth I had to see it in other people and how they were doing it and like yeah so and then I actually attached it to no like I in order for me to make money and be successful I must put my health as a priority because it's a big value of mine Yeah, and then you just get to create that belief it's like when I'm healthy I make more money yep (laughs) yeah, and I feel like it does start from affirmations however there is a lot of hype around affirmations, but when you, I don't believe in maybe at the start, maybe borrowing other. Yeah. Because when you create your own affirmations, it's and make it believable for you in that moment. Like if you, for example, if you want to, um, relate back to money as well, if you want to feel abundant with money maybe it's not starting with I'm abundant I'm so wealthy I have so much money coming in my bank account when it's like your brain is like no you don't like yeah. we'd see your bank account like <laughs> all, all shitting yourself so yeah. choose something that's like okay that's going to be believable for me and then slowly increasing it from there so if it's something like if you're in a lot of debt and you feel like no money's coming in then maybe even just starting with I trust that money is on its way to me hmm I trust that there will be more than enough this week. Whatever, just starting slowly with those certain affirmations and creating them yourself. Yeah, like I trust I'll have
0: enough to say for what I need to say. Yeah. This week. Yeah, yeah. To with what's, I love that. I love that little yeah. one. Yay. Um, so I love to play this little game and we've already been kind of doing it linguistically. <laughs> when you picture money, what do you see?
1: Like when you imagine it, what what comes to mind? I see like a... This woman who's, like, a goddess, she's got, like, a crown. She's in, like, green. <laughs> she's oh. in all, like, this dark green colour and her mono thing that she isn't made out of, like, <that'll> like notes.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's
1: so good. <laughs> yes, I see her in this, like, feminine, like, powerful goddess.
0: Mm. <laughs> love that one. Is she, like happy? Is she
1: glowing or is she just full-bossing it? She's not – it's not necessarily she's happy. She's more, like, just in discernment and, like, very stable. She's got, like, two feet on the ground. She's not, like, too elevated with anything or too emotional. She's just, like, at this, like, level point and she's just calm and poised. (laughs) Yay. Oh, my gosh. That's so beautiful. That's such a
0: great picture. And is there anything that you would say to her?
1: I would say – That I trust her, that I don't doubt when she that she's going to provide for me because she always does. Mm. That all, yeah, uh, Wait, I know like, I there's something else. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I would say, in order for us to move forward, I need you to come to me for frequently <laughs> <laughs> and in larger amounts in order for us to move forward to what we're wanting to create together
0: yeah I love that and then you ask for it I love that how was that was
1: that fun that was fun yeah <laughs> it's just like a good reminder too because I've done like a a few like of the money where you sit across the money talk to yeah, me and yeah. I came up with her as a goddess but Almost the picture was clearer now. There was way more detail, which is interesting. (laughs) So good. It's such a testament to the work that you have done, like from the you sitting here
0: now having this conversation so openly and vulnerably speaking about your relationship with money and how you've built it from basically nothing. It's such a testament to like what's possible and I really hope that your story ignites so much in other people that it's possible for anyone. Like it's possible for anyone, no matter where you're at, no matter what story you have,
1: you can build whatever you want to create through discipline. Hundred percent. And by one thing, I wish I did sooner, even though it's all perfect. I do wish I invested into a money coach, like money mindset coach, sooner. Like because it can just fasten up the process for you so much. And when you have someone there like holding your hand through it and bo- like borrowing their beliefs and borrowing, seeing them as the what's possible, that's where it will take you faster um and stronger too. So I do wish I did that sooner. However, it's also been like over five years of really working on like getting all the resources that I needed and everything was perfect at the right time because – When the student is ready, the teacher appears, whether that's through a book, podcast, or it might be through this podcast for you guys as well. Um, Soak up all the free content too if you are in a position where it doesn't feel viable for you to invest. However, like get in that space and invest into a Money Mindset Coach because it's invaluable what you get from that. I love that so much. I was going to ask you to give some piece of advice,
0: and I feel like that was it. That's so bad. Yeah, that's
1: it. <laughs> <Interesting.
0: laughs> Investment in money
1: mindset. Great. Yeah.
0: That's so great. You read my mind. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. And I know, I hope everyone gets so much. That's the point of this podcast to give everyone the tools that even aren't financially ready to invest yet. It's like, actually, you can just invest your time, learn yeah. the resources, do the things
1: yeah surround yourself even if you can't right now in your physical environment like surround yourself with the people who already have the mindset you that you want to have and have them in your ears have them in your vicinity even if it can't be physically uh, because environment is definitely everything too when it comes to breaking these money cycles I even pull people up on it now like if I'm around someone that says oh that's expensive or oh no like I can't do that or whatever if they have some limiting mindset beliefs come up I'm like hey money is great don't talk about my bestie like that like stand (laughs) up for money like she is your bestie. (laughs) She's your bestie like that queen
0: money is like hearing you talk she's like thank you if babe yes thank you that's so awesome it's been so great chatting with you thank you so much for sharing so openly I know I'm so certain it's helped so many people um how can people find you though
1: Yes, so you can find me. I've got two Instagrams. So I've got my personal Instagram that's all based around health, wellness, and mindset. It's the divine underscore discovery. And then if you're a business owner or someone that needs help with uh, elevating your brand, learning about like getting a graphic designer in to help with templates and graphics and things like that, I'm your girl. Yes. Um, I have my Instagram called at the divine.design. Um, I'll get Jess to pop that all in the show notes as well. I've got like a branding course launching tomorrow. It's called Branding Back to Basics as well. So you can learn a bit more on how to brand yourself in business. And it also touches into like the energetics of branding, the psychology of branding. It's it's really incredible. So I cannot wait for that to be launched as well.
0: Yay, I'll pop all the links in the show notes. And I just have to
1: say, like, graphic design, branding, you are the
0: woman to go to. So, yeah, like, love your stuff as well. It's been so great. So great watching you and connecting with you further. Yeah, I love this so much. Thanks, babe. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a few conversation. It's helped me so much. This has been Money Love Affair, Jessica Massey on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.